Today I want to talk to you all about quitting. So many times we say, God, I want to quit. I'm tired. I keep going through stuff, Lord, and I want to quit. I'm done with it, Lord. We go through things at our job, with our wife, with our kids, with our health. We might even have lost a job. Don't know what to do. Don't give up. Don't give up. So many times, the easy way out is to give up and say, I'm done. With your kids, I'm done. I don't want to raise them up anymore. I'm going to let them do what they want to do. But seriously, is that the right thing? I want you to think about it. Think about the things that you're going to go through in life or what you might have gone through five or ten years ago that you said, I can't make it. You made it through. You made it this far. Look what God has done for you. And so many times we don't even realize it. What is the hardest thing that you went through five years ago? Probably don't even remember because you made it through. It wasn't that difficult because God got you through. I'm not saying it wasn't a battle. It probably was. But you still made it through. And it's very important to know who you are. That you cannot quit. Don't quit. Keep going forward. I, I was thinking of my son, Matthew here. The doctor said he has diabetes. He has a situation. The thing is, is he never quit. He didn't let that thing beat him. And, and he and I talked many times about it. And what just blesses me is that he's going to be able to talk to people who have this situation and say, this is how I got through it. See, there's a purpose. There's a, the reason that he's got it. I don't know what it is. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he wanted to do with him. But he didn't stop there. He says, no, I'm not going to let the devil win this battle. I'm going to win this battle. I'm going to win it to be able to say, look what my God has done. In everything that I do, look what my God has done. It's nothing that, that I can't conquer because my God can do all things. With God, you can do anything. God said He'll never leave you nor forsake you. For He has engraved your name, my name, in the palms of His hands. He said that in Isaiah 49, 15 and 16. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And most of us just want to quit and give up and say, I'm done with it. He could have done that. He could have said, I'm, I quit. I'm not going to do the, the shots or whatever it was. He would have died. That's exactly what would have happened. It wouldn't have been right. But he didn't quit. And he still, every day, I mean, we, we talk about it, but every day he does a patch or whatever, the, the thing to help him with the insulin. But he says, no, I'm going to win this thing. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through something. You're still going to go through it. But it's how your words come out of your mouth, how you're going to handle the situation. It's no different with a marriage. Divorce. People say, I, I'm going to get a divorce. It's over. Why? Why? Bob and I worked with a guy. I forgot his name, but he, he and I worked with a guy and, and he was going to get a divorce. And he came up to me and says, Eloy, I hear you're a Christian. I, he goes, will you pray for me? I said, sure, I'll pray for you. And this was about 10 or 15 years ago that we, we worked with him. And he says, uh, Eloy, she wants to divorce me, man. I, and I said, well, do you want it? He says, no. He said, but I can't believe like you believe. I said, no. It says we're two or three gathered. Or agree on one thing. It shall be. We stood on the Word of God. He says, Eloy, you don't understand. I got a stack of papers this high. And let me tell you guys, we worked at the plant and, and the plant was making money left and right. 
And there was, a, I'm talking millions of dollars involved there. So it wasn't just, you know, hey, we're getting a divorce and it's over. They had a lot of stocks and bonds, all kinds of money. And he goes, Eli, I got a stack of papers this high, man. I said, so what? I got a God that died on the cross for anything I needed that all I have to do is pray and ask in his name. And he says, man, Eli, I, I, I don't know, man. I said, let's pray. We grabbed hands. He prayed. He received the Lord right then. And he says, all right, Eloi. About a week later, Eloi, man, this isn't going to happen, man. I'm t I said, did we agree on it? Did we stand on God's word? I said, then I'm believing it. Why is it going to change? Because we want it to change? No, it's not going to change. He goes, Eloi, I got another stack. Man, it just added on to that stack. I said, it doesn't matter. God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever if we keep confessing His Word. And about a month later, he says, Eloy, you're not going to believe this. I said, I do believe it. I already knew what he was going to tell me. He says, Eloy, she doesn't want to get a divorce. He goes, all I had to do was sign the paper and it was over. And she would have got half of everything I had. I said, but God, but God. But see, it's no different with you. If you're going through a divorce or if you're going through a situation, stand on the Word of God. Don't change. Don't quit. Why give up so easy? Don't. What made you want to get to that girl, that lady at the time and, and make her your wife? Why don't you treat her the same way you did? To get her. To keep her. Every single day. Every single day. Why don't you do that? Why is it so easy we can say, go away, go away? But it was, it was so easy saying, hey, baby, I want you. I want to be with you. All the days of my life. And now all of a sudden you're telling her to leave. You got two kids, three kids, four kids. She's important to you. That family's important to you. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. See, God looks at your heart. He wants to see that you're faithful in His Word. What, what happens when you obey God? Obedience brings what? Blessings. blessings. Obedience brings blessings. So if you're faithful with God's Word, God sees your heart changing. He, says, he sees that you're getting mature. Your character is changing. And as your character changes to be more like God, God says, now I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you because you're faithful in my Word. If you stay on the Word. Now, if you stay on Eloy's Word, you're going to fail. If you stay on your word, you're going to fail. But if you use God's word in everything, God, this is what your word says. My son and I, we prayed, like I said, so many times. God, your word says this. I'm healed by your stripes. I'm healed. That's what it says in Isaiah 53, 5. I'm not changing, God. What does it say about marriage? That y'all are together. You're one. That's what you need to hold on to that word and say, God, your word says we're one. I'm going to stay with what your word says. That, you know, I'm not going to separate. I'm not leaving. I'm staying. It doesn't matter what she says yet because she's going to have to change to what God says. If you keep confessing that word, it's no different. You've got to show it, though. You've got to show it. Don't just talk it. You've got to mean it. You've got to show it and be the husband that you're supposed to be according to the Word of God. If you got any questions, this is where you go to, guys, right here. There's a lot of people that can help you and pray for you and, and teach you. But when you're on your, by yourself, you open that up and you look. What does it say about marriage? What does it say about kids? 
What does it say about being faithful? Obedience brings blessings. And that's the type of God we serve. You're going to go through stuff. Sure you are. But when the going gets tough, huh? most of the time, tough get going. No, you need to stay and say, I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here. Are you going to mess up? Are you going to say it wrong? Sure you will. Sure you will. You're going to say things wrong. But there's no reason as a husband, as a man of God, you can't go up to your wife and say, baby, I said it wrong. Let me rephrase that. I didn't do it right. I didn't say it right. Please forgive me. Same with your kids. Son, I'm sorry, son. I shouldn't have brought it across that way. Many times I did that with my kids. Many times if I said it wrong. Because we said it earlier. If you're having a rough day, sometimes you get home and as soon as somebody says something, you're rah, rah, rah. That's how dads are sometimes. I'm not, maybe not you. Maybe not you, but me. I've done that more than once. And I've jumped on my kids and I didn't hesitate. Matt, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. I shouldn't have said it. Am I right? Josh, you shouldn't have said it that way, man. I apologize. And how does that start? It starts everything over again. We're able to talk. We're able to have a good time. You know, sure, there's a little, little tense for a little bit. It's going to happen. But we need to watch what we say. It's no different as a, as a son. You might say something wrong to your dad, to your mom. You might say it wrong. And there's nothing wrong with saying, Dad, can we start over? I said it wrong. I didn't act right. Please help me change. I said it wrong. I don't want to have that relationship with you like that. So many times. I've done it with my kids. They've come up to me. Dad, I was a little tired. I'm sorry. Hey, we're good. Everything's fine. I have a great relationship with my kids. Big time. Awesome relationship with all four of them. I've got four kids. Do we say things wrong? Yeah, it happens. But it's okay. Because we have built that love in our family that we can trust each other to mean when we say, I'm sorry. Sometimes the best communication is to listen to what they're saying. So many times we say, we're ready to answer to what they say. And it's no different in a marriage, guys. Not just, not just kids. But sometimes they, they can easily tell you something. Your kids can tell you something. And you're so ready to answer them back without letting them finish speaking. What are you doing? You're shutting them down. I've done it. I know. I've done it. It's no different. When I'm trying to say something to them and they, but dad, I'm done. They shut me down. But the thing is, is sometimes if we just sit there and listen to what they're saying, it might change our whole attitude about the situation. One little thing, zipping our lip. One little thing. And it's no different in a marriage. Believe me, guys. God put her here on this earth. You love her. And she's here for you. And really, she has great wisdom sometimes. Let her speak. Let her talk to you. That doesn't mean you're going to change your mind or everything all the time. But sometimes she has great wisdom where just a word can change everything. I know because all I ever wanted to do was argue with my wife. All I ever did, rah, 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 rah. she looked at me, she goes, I didn't marry you to argue with you. And I'm arguing. I, rah, rah. Then why did we get married? That's what I told her. If you didn't want to get married to argue, what did we get married for? Really, that was a dumb answer. You know? 
If you think about it, and she just looked at me, she goes, I love you. I didn't marry you to argue with you. I want to have kids with you, but I, you know how you're going about it? We ain't having no kids. Really, flat out, boom, stopped it right there. And I said, you know what, you're right. I'm sorry. I need to change what I'm saying. God requires you to be faithful. Faithful in reading His Word, learning His Word, and doing His Word. He requires you to be faithful because faithfulness is a sign of maturity. You say, well, I don't know about all this. Think about it. When you were a teenager, you were faithful in the things that you were doing. And as you believed in it, and believed in it, and believed in it, you started maturing. You went up another level in that area, whatever it may be. And your dad or your mom started trusting you a little bit more because you were faithful. Your word meant something. I don't know what your word means to you, but my word means a lot to me. When you tell me I'm going to be there, I expect you to be there. Now things happen. Things are going to go on. You get a flat tire. You wake up late. But if it happens six, seven, eight times in a row, we got a problem. Your word means something to me. If Jack tells me, hey, I'm going to be there tomorrow, I'll see you. Now, if he doesn't call me, I'm expecting him there. It's no different. If I say that to Jack, I'm gonna, he's going to expect me there. Unless I call him. Say, hey man, something happened. I can't make it. So remember guys, faithfulness is so important in your life. Being faithful. Being faithful in going to church. Being faithful in, in attending a men's meeting. Or learning to grow to learn what God has for you. You've got to be faithful, guys. Why? Because your family depends on it. Your family depends on you being the man of God that you said you're going to be. It's so important. It's a sign of maturity. As, you're, as you mature, your faith and your character grow. And that's when God says, I'm ready to bless you more. As you mature, God sees that. He's maturing. He's growing in me. He's learning the word that I got for him. And he's using it in everyday life. Now it's time to open those blessings up, the, the windows of heaven, and pour out blessings on him. Why? Because he's obedient. Obedience brings blessings. And that's what you've got to do. As you grow in the Word of God, as you learn more and more and more and more, how can God not bless you? He wants you to be faithful. As you mature, He sees it. There's always going to be change in your life. There's always going to be crisis. Something's always going to be happening. It doesn't matter. Say you're, you don't have any issues with your wife. You don't have any issues with your kids. You don't have any issues with church. But all of a sudden, everything's fine. Then you get laid off. It's your job. Why? You didn't have no control over it. It happens. It happens. But everything was working great. Good, 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 good. Boom. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Everything that's good in your life, that's what he wants to do. In everything that you do, you've got to turn to the Lord. Sometimes, the first thing we say, why does this happen to me? Woe is me. Why, why, why? Why not change it and say, God, I just got laid off, Lord, but you said that I, always, I would always have food on the table because I was faithful, Lord. Use the word on him. God says, remind me of my word. Remind me of my word and see if I don't pour out blessings on you in everything that I do. So many times we get into a pity party. First thing. 
Instead of that, start going to God and saying, God, you know, I'm faithful in your word, Lord. And this is what your word says. That I would always have food on my table. Lord, I lost my job. You're going to have to open the doors that no man can open. You close this door, Lord, for a reason. I'm receiving it, whatever it is, Lord. I'm going to move on to the next stage in my life. Lord, you know who I am and how I am. You know my age. You know I can't do this. But Lord, I need your help here. Now, what was the pity party there? In those words, there's no pity party. When you turn to God's Word and turn it around, say, God, I need you. This is for you, Lord. This is something that you can handle because you are God. Those are the things that we need to turn to, guys. Instead of, Lord, I just got laid off. I don't know what I'm going to do. Kicking a can in the street and, whoa, Lord, I don't know. And go home crying every day. Change it. There was a guy in Pittsburgh got laid off. This is years ago. He got laid off from one of the steel mills. And he went and he started changing his attitude because uh, the guy that was ministering to him told him, start changing your words. Go out. Get out of the house. Stop being at home every day because all you're going to do is, is cause conflict at home, cause issues with your kids, with your wife. They're not used to you being home. And he told the guy, he says, go out every day. Look for a job. Do whatever. So as he was walking, and we're talking Pittsburgh here, so there was a lot of snow. Every day he'd get up and he'd go out. And he saw this house, and there was a lady knocking on the window and just waving her hands. He went over there, you need out, you need to come out. She says, yeah. So he goes, he goes and gets a shovel and starts digging her out. And she goes, uh, thank you, I've been trying to get out for two days, haven't been able to get out. She says, okay, no problem. And so she offered him money. He said, no, I don't, I don't want your money. Got you out of the house. That's all I wanted to do. Well, the next day, the lady, she talked to the lady across the street. The lady across the street said, would you mind, as he walking through the neighborhoods, just walking around, would you mind shoveling my snow? He says, no, I don't mind. So he started shoveling. She was persistent, said, here, here's some money. Take some money. So what he did, he just got laid off. He was still young, 50, 60 years old. He wasn't ready to retire. And then the next thing you know, the door, the door opened for him. He went and bought snow shovels. He started his own little snow business. Started shoveling snow for people out of their driveways, out of their, to get out every day. He said in that first week, he made more money in that first week by shoveling snow than he did in a whole month at the plant. How can my God bless you then? You're faithful. You're faithful. Your attitude changed. Your words changed. You kept moving on. You didn't die. You didn't rot. Woe is me. Next thing you know, it's springtime, of course, there's no snow. Springtime happened. He went up to one of the ladies just talking to her. She says, would you mind cleaning my backyard and, and my attic? He says, no, I don't mind. He got busy doing that. She had some antique furniture in the attic. And she says, I want to throw that away. He goes, really? You want to throw it away? She says, yeah. She goes, you can have it if you want. He took it home, repaired it, resold it. Now he has a resale shop with antiques. In the wintertime, he has a snow business. Summertime, he's cleaning gutters and, and everything else. The guy has made millions of dollars. He got laid off when he had no vision, nothing to do. So don't give up. When you get laid off, don't give up. Say, God, what's next for me, God? Your word says it. I'll always have food on the table, Lord. I can't do it if I don't have a job, God. I need you, Lord. Okay? So get that in you. 
Every day, start putting that in. You're saying, okay, God, my marriage isn't right right now, God, but your word says that it's supposed to be together, that we're not supposed to separate. No divorce, Lord. We need to show it. But Lord, change me to show the love that I need to show so my wife can love me back. Change me, Lord. Change my heart. Change the desires I have to want to be with her more and more and more, Lord, in everything that I do. But Lord, change her as well. Change my wife as well, Lord. To change her heart to want me more and more every day, Lord. See, a lot of times, the more we worry, the more we worry and worry and worry, the less we think about God. And the more we worry, it's about us. And God says, no, it's about me. If you put God first, give Him the worries, let Him take care of it, if you start using His Word more, you're going to worry less. You're going to worry less. And you're going to move up another level and mature and mature and mature. As your faith grows, you start growing more in God and it's less of you. You might say, well, I don't have a wife. I don't have... Uh, uh, I didn't get laid off. But you're still a man of God. What are the words coming out of your mouth in everything that you do? Are they positive or are they negative? Which way are you heading? Think about what you're saying. I told you before, the devil wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy everything. He wants to give you more worries in your life so he can push you away from God in everything that you're doing. And that's why things happen. God doesn't take your job away. God doesn't make your marriage fail. That's not the type of God we serve. We serve a God that loves you, that loves me. He, I'm the apple of His eye. That's what the Bible says in Zechariah 2.8. And when I call Him, I say, Jesus, He says, yes, apple of my eye. He looks down and He says, yes, apple of my eye. What do you want? I'll give you whatever you need in the name of Jesus. That's all I have to do is ask. Lord, I need help with finances, Lord. I'm not wise in my finances, Lord. I don't know how to spend my money, Lord. I'll give you that wisdom that you need, that you desire. Lord, I, I'm not very good at studying, Lord. I, I was that way. I used to hate to read. Now, I got books left and right, and I love to read. But I hated it and hated it. I hated going to school. I hated all that. But the thing was, I said, Lord, I need help in this. Because I, I have such a... My, my attention span was short, man. Bam! I'm ready to go. God says, a little at a time. And I started reading more and more and more. And now I enjoy it. I can read the Bible for hours now and enjoy it. Because I asked Him to change me. And He saw that I was obedient. But to me, that's a blessing right there. It's not always about finances or whatever. If I can read the Word of God and understand it and learn, that's a blessing to me to be able to grow in that area. It's no different. Your kids, I mentioned it earlier, as they're growing, they go from elementary school to junior high to high school, and then they go out on their own. But so many times, as parents, we don't want to let them go. Stay here, stay here, stay here. We don't want you to go. No, what you need to do is they're growing, and their faith is growing to be able to spread their wings. When they get older, you can let them go and know you taught them the ways of the, that you should. God, I'll put them in your hands, Lord. I taught them in the way they should go, Lord. If they don't follow it, that's up to them. That's between them and God. 
Because you know why? Because I taught them how to save money. I taught them to pay their bills. I taught them that their word meant something. And I taught them who God was, number one. I told them, you need anything, you call on God. Call on me last. Don't call me first. Call God first. Because I don't want to help you. I want God to be your God. If I sit there and I give them everything, who's their God then? Me. I don't want to be their God. God is their God. They can call on the Lord at any time. So don't, don't corral your kids. Don't, don't keep them so close that you can't let them spread their wings. Let them learn. Let them grow. You know why? Because you did. You were no different. You were no different than they are right now. Where they have to spread their wings, we did that too. And that's why we ended up being married, having kids. and Now it's just a cycle. It just keeps on going. Another thing I want to talk to you about is, is pushing God on your kids. Teach your kids. But once they're grown and gone, they make the decision if they want to be with God or not. That's between them and God. My kids will tell you, I talk about the Lord all the time. But I don't sit there, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me... I don't do that. I, I walk the walk. I teach them. I, I show them. I live it the best that I can. Am I perfect? No. Am I going to mess up? Yes. But so are they. I had to choose the Lord. I lived without the Lord for a long time. Then I chose God. And I, I made that decision that I'm not going to be pushing it on my kids. I'm going to teach them and let them grow. Let them spread their wings and then go from there. So you, if you're doing that with your kids, be careful. Because all you're going to end up doing is pushing them away from you. You're not, they're not going to be home. They don't want to be home. Why? Because all they hear about is Jesus. They're going, I don't want to go to church. I don't want this. I don't want that. Because we as parents tend to push Jesus on the kids a lot of times. So be careful with that if you're, if you're doing that. And you do it however you want. I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you. Try to teach them the best you can according to the Word of God. God releases His power in our lives on how obedient we are. I've said it six, seven times. Obedience brings blessings. But it's based on our faith. It's based on our faith. Are we going to believe that God will do it? That's the difference right there. We have to stand on what the Word says. Every time that you go through something... Where are you turning? I can't stress it enough. I can't stress it enough. Turn to the Lord. If you don't, start. Start today. Start today and say, Lord, help me. Help me change the way I speak to my family, my kids, my mom and dad. Lord, my wife. Because, Lord, I want to have a good marriage. I want to have a good foundation with my kids, a good relationship with them, Lord, but I don't know how. God wants to hear you say that. It's not a problem to him. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call on me anytime. I'm ready to talk to you. Call on me whenever you need to talk. That's what he says. Start today by asking God to change your words, your attitude, your character. God will take you from place to place, from glory to glory. It's up to you to want to do it. Like I said before, you choose. No different. They're going to choose. Will you fail? Sure you will. Will you say things wrong? Yes, you will. 
I've done it a hundred thousand times. But you know what? I can easily turn to the Lord and say, Lord, help me change this attitude. We have to come up another level. Why? Because they might, you might be the only Jesus they ever see in your family when you stop at a gas station. What's your attitude? It matters. I don't care what them people think. Really? Come on, guys. Our attitude should be about the Lord. Everything we should do is, is, is to excel. It's spirit of excellence, like I said earlier, about the Lord. Everything. I told you about communication. Sometimes it's best just to listen to your, to your spouse or to your kids because they might have something good to say. I hope this helps you. I, I like to try to help you in this area. And some of you might not have any issues, and that's great. That's great. But then I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself too here. Okay, there's some things I need to change too. As I was writing this, I was like, Lord, that's for me. So I just want you all to know it's important. I want to ask you something. When you walk into the room at your house, I just want you to think. When you walk into the room at your house, your wife and your kids are in there, how's the attitude, the atmosphere change when you walk in? Is it cold? Will you need a jacket? It was just still the same, even keel, love and warmth. When you walk into that house, it might be your parents. When you walk into your parents' house or wherever, how's that attitude? Everybody's laughing and singing, having a good old time, but when you walk in, everybody just stands there. I'm just asking. If your attitude is, or if the atmosphere changes to where it's cold, you might want to look at something in the mirror and say, what do I need to change, God? What is it in my life that I need to change, Lord? Something's not right. Because, you know, my kids, they're shying away from me, Lord. I used to lay with my kids in bed, you know, and, and, and just pray over them every night. I've said it before. And I did, man. They were this big. They were a year old, two year old, three year old. And I'd just lay there in bed and just call blessings on them. Lord, I ask you to bless my kids. They're such a blessing in my life. They're going to marry a godly woman, Lord. I just believe that they're going to walk in your ways all the days of their life. I did. All the, every day that I was off and I was home, I did that. Or they'd call me if I was working nights because I worked shift work. Dad, can you pray for me? You bet. So many times, I'd, yeah, let me pray for you. Father God, bless them. Let them have a good night's sleep. Guess what he's going to have? A good night's sleep. Not once, I can say not once, did my kids wake up and have bad nightmares or dreams. Oh, Dad, uh, never once do I recall that, ever. Because we prayed over them every single night. Every night. And you know why? Because we expected those things. We were faithful in our words. We, we, we lived it. And if you've got young kids or grandkids, when they're in your hands, pray over them, man. When you're holding them, Father God, I just ask you to bless them. Love on them, Lord, like you want to love on them. And those are the things that you have to do. Change the atmosphere in your house when you walk in to a good way, not to a bad way, to a good way. And love them. I kind of mentioned a little bit. I jumped ahead. Show the love and compassion that only a dad can show. If you go up to your kids and you, you go to hug them and you do this number and, and they flinch when you raise your hand, something's wrong. Something's wrong. They, as you raise your hand, they should be, oh, hey, Dad, you know. That's how they should be. 
They should want to love you and honor you because you're their father. If that's not happening, guys, you need to be careful. Show the love. Lay in bed with them like I told you. And just, yeah, well, I don't know how to pray. Simple. Bless them, Lord. Let them sleep peacefully, Lord. Let them be a blessing to you, Lord. How hard is that? Let them be a blessing to mom and dad, Lord. That's simple. That's not hard. And, and it, it takes time. As you, as you grow in the Lord, as you mature in the Lord, God will give you more words to speak over them. And not just them. Do it over your wife. Speak over your wife. Good things. Blessings. I love you. You're a blessing in my life. I thank God for you. Those are the things that we need to do. Pastor said this the other day, and it's true. Every seed has a destiny. Every seed has a destiny. You might say, what do you mean by that? If I say you're no good, guess what? Eventually you're going to believe you're no good. Eventually, man, that guy thinks I'm no good. No, you're a blessing to me, Jason. You're a blessing, man. I love hanging around you. What kind of, what's the response now? In his heart, he's going to be, man, he loves hanging around me. I like hanging around him too. You know, you keep that attitude. It's no different. You go home, mom, dad. Love you, mom and dad. You're a blessing. My, parents, my kids do that to me all the time. Dad, you're a blessing to me, dad. How much money do you need is usually what I tell them. No, but they're a blessing. I love them. But what seeds are you planting in your house? What seeds? Are they good? Is it going to where they believe you? Hmm? Again, I'm going to ask you to, to have a vision, to, to want to be the best dad that you can be, best husband that you can be in everything that you do, the best man of God that you can be. So when people say, man, that guy's a man of God, I trust him. Let your word mean something. Let it mean something. Maybe no one's told you that. But your word is important. It's important. When you tell me I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. I believe it. I believe it. I'm going to pray for you. And then I want you to say this, every one of y'all, just say, Jesus, change me. Make me talk right. Help me. Change my heart. Let me be the husband that you want me to be. The father that you want me to be. The man of God you want me to be. Lord, I need your help. I can't do it without you. Give me wisdom. You said that you would never leave me, nor forsake me. I need your help. Amen. See, it's not hard, guys. Say that every day. God, you said you'd never leave me. You'd never forsake me. I believe that, Lord. I believe those words, Lord, because you said it in your Bible there. This is your word, Lord, and I stand on it. I'm going to keep reading it, Lord, and if there's something in there that I like, I'm going to keep saying it. Go to Proverbs. Read Proverbs over and over and over. That's the book of wisdom. It'll teach you so much just in that alone, right there, the book of Proverbs. I'm going to ask you one more time. Just, uh, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads just for a second. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you're going to hell right now because you've never said yes to Jesus Christ, we're going to change that. If you've never said, Jesus, be my Lord, we're going to change that. I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three, I, I want you to raise your hand and say, I want Him in my heart. 
I want to change the way I am. I want to change everything about what's going on in my life. I'm going through so much right now that I don't even know how to handle it. My finances aren't right. My family's not right. My life's not right. One. But, but man, I, I don't know about this Jesus stuff, man. Two. You have to. The Bible says that you must be born again. You're either going to choose God or choose the devil. There's no in-between. There's God in, in heaven or devil in hell. And that's all you got. It says you must be born again. You say, well, really, God's never given me nothing. Really? He gave you His only begotten Son that you could have everlasting life with Him. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if I believe all that. You've got to believe in something. I'm about to say three. When I do, I want you to raise your hand and say, I want Jesus. You ready? Three. Praise God. Praise God. I see your hand. You can put your hand down. Thank you, Jesus. I just, you can look up now. I'm not going to embarrass you. That's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm trying to do. I want everybody to say this. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. Make me new. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. Jesus, write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Be my Lord. Change me every day. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer and you believe it in your heart, you're saved. You're a Christian. From here on out, you're a Christian. If anybody says, hey man, all the you got to be saved, you're saved. That's all there is to it. You got Jesus in your heart. You meant it. You raised your hand. You weren't ashamed. You said it. I just want to close by praying for you one more time and just telling you that God loves you, man. If you don't have a home church, I know some of you go here. But if you don't go here, you're welcome here. Living Stones, Pastor Al Jandel, he'd love to have you. And uh, of course, the men's meeting here, we'd love to have you. Um, so y'all, let me pray for y'all. Father God, I just thank you for him. I just ask you to bless every man here, Lord. I just ask you to give him wisdom to be a better husband, a better father. I ask you to be able to talk right to their family, Lord, as they go, Father God, that the words come out right, Lord. And and Father God, that they not be ashamed to say, I'm sorry. I was wrong, Lord. Help them grow in every area of their life, Lord. Bless them physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, Lord. Let them grow up to love You and everything that they do, Lord. Thank You that they're blessings, Lord. We give You the glory for them. In Jesus' mighty name, that everywhere they go, that they'll be shown, they'll, they'll be showing the light, Father God, that they walk in Your ways, Lord that they read their Word, the, the Word of God, and as they read it, Lord, that they learn it, continue to grow and read more and more. Father God, those that need a job, Father God, I ask You just to open the doors that need to be opened. And Father God, close the ones that need to be closed. Only You can do it, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen.